blood moon has risen. It is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from another world. Greetings. This is Blood Moon Podcast. I'm your Blood Moon host, Andrew Carey. We are summoning all black cats, vampire bats, and owls to submit their stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. They can be true paranormal experiences or tall tales. Please go to bloodmoonpodcast.com to make your submission. Now, turn off the lights and enjoy the chills. A black cat brings us a story called Something in the Tree. I was up late one night watching TV in the living room. I was about 12 years old. My dog began growling in the kitchen. Sometimes he will do that when he sees something in the backyard. A cat, a squirrel, a plastic bag blowing in the wind, the moon, whatever. So I go into the kitchen to investigate and see him at the door with the hair on his back, standing up. The only way I've ever seen that is when he's about to fight. I creep over and look out the door. I see nothing. After watching a minute or two, I figure it was probably a raccoon that had left. Then I open the door to let the dog out. He steps out a few feet and stops in front of me, looking off towards the shed in the back corner of the yard. It's the middle of the night, and only the back porch light is on, which isn't enough to light up the whole yard. I look off towards the shed, scan around it, and found nothing. Then 
my eyes drift upwards to the tree which hangs over the shed. There's some dark, undefined shape up in the tree. The instant my eyes fix on it, it quickly floats up like a wisp of smoke being blown away and disappears in the backdrop of the night sky. No sound, no flapping of wings, and not even the rustling of branches. My dog goes berserk. He's still right in front of the door, so I reach forward and grab his collar and yank him inside. I try to wake up my mother and blabber on about some dark cloud in the tree. However, she's fast asleep. To this day, I have no idea what it could have been. Welcome back. Meandra returns to share another experience with us. It is a black cat story called Orb of Light. When I was very, very young, my family went to Bombay, now called Mumbai, to visit my grandmother. All the houses were close together. It was hard to keep the outsides of the homes tidy because of the monsoons. The rainwater would run through the streets, and along with it would be mud and rubbish. The streets were cleaned often, however, they never stayed that way. It was very sad to see how most people had to live in my grandmother's neighborhood. It was poor, and in most cases, a few families lived together under the same roof. In my grandmother's house, there were three families living together. Everyone shared the cost of bills and food. They didn't eat like we do here in Australia. Their food was mainly vegetables, curry, and boiled rice. There were about 10 tiny huts or homes behind my grandmother's house. And from my grandmother's bedroom window, you could hear and see most of them.
I always heard the lady directly behind my grandmother's window screaming and shouting at her children. They were all aged under 10 years old, and I think she had four or five kids. The kids cried a lot and were very noisy. One of the children was a really young baby. My grandmother often gave the lady curry if she had some left over because that lady couldn't afford to feed her children. From what I know, she was married and her husband worked but didn't earn a lot of money. One day, I was sitting in the kitchen and looking out the window, waiting for my lunch when I heard a lady screaming. It was the lady from the back of my grandmother's house. I stood up and went to the window. The kitchen window faced a communal well where they could get drinking water. I saw the lady run from the back straight onto the well wall, which wasn't high, and jumped in. I screamed out for my mother to come quickly. A lot of other neighbors also saw her jump in. No one jumped in to save her because people in the neighborhood didn't know how to swim. But police and rescue people were called. The rescue people arrived and at this stage, we were all outside hoping she'd be rescued. A huge hook was put into the well, and when it was lifted up, you could see it hooked around her knee. At that very moment, a really bright orb came from the well above her head and went up into the air. A lot of people saw the orb of light including my sister and I. I don't know if it was the sun shining through the trees or that lady's spirit. I remember it all as clear as day. Meanwhile, the children were home and didn't know what was going on. The police went to her house and the father was contacted and asked to come home. Neighbors told the police where he worked. Apparently, the children drove her mad because they were so young and close in age. They cried a lot and she didn't know how to make ends meet. So, she committed suicide. It was very sad. May her soul rest in peace. Now, we have an owl story to tell. This is a story that has made the rounds on the internet. The source is anonymous, which adds to the mystery of the portal.
on the trip in question, I decided to hike the old Malala Indian Trail that followed the edge tops from Saddle Blanket Mountain to Oak Ridge, one of the Native Americans' favorite summer camps and trading centers. It was a beautiful August day, two days into the hike. I expected to be gone about two weeks, when literally out of the blue, the most terrifying thing that ever happened to me in my life occurred. It would change my perspective of reality forever. I was walking along the trail enjoying the strong breeze and bright sunshine when in the middle of a step, everything around me started to turn gray and blurry. The only way I can describe it was as if suddenly I was looking through someone else's prescription sunglasses. I finished the step and started another. Every inch I moved forward, the darkness increased. The gray blurring turned into a jumble of shapes that made no sense. Then I seemed to pass a barrier and everything started to come back into focus. When my foot reached the ground on the second step, everything around me had changed. Day had turned into night and there was no wind. All the Douglas fir and pine trees had been replaced with thick jungle-like growth. The cool, thin mountain air was replaced with thick, humid air. There were no stars in the sky, but there was a diffused light that let me see everything clearly. However, I couldn't tell what the light source was. As often happens when the human body receives a massive dose of adrenaline, the entire incident appeared like it was in slow motion, and even though I was there for only a second or two, I had time to observe my surroundings. The silence was broken by a continuous high-pitched keening sound. and I was nearly overwhelmed with a sense of fear and danger. My momentum caused me to take one more step before stopping in my tracks. It was at this point I heard a whispered gotcha over my right shoulder. I couldn't tell if I heard it with my ears or inside my head. The word wasn't directed at me, but something said the word quietly to itself. I was so terrified I actually felt my heart stop for a moment. That whispered word is what saved me. I opened my mouth and gasped a huge gush of thick air and recoiled backwards. As I threw myself backwards, I looked over my right shoulder. A dark-colored, hairy right hand and arm was reaching for my throat. The hand had pale, ivory-spade-shaped fingernails. The nails looked clean and almost had a manicured look to them. 
the thumb was placed lower on the hand than a human's hand. Both the hand and arm were thin and powerful looking, and both were covered with thick, coarse, black hair. I got a good look at it because the thumbnail grazed my neck as I moved backwards. As I continued backwards, the hand clutched where my neck had been a split second before, and it seemed to fade off into the distance as I returned through the portal. I took two more steps backwards, and everything reversed itself from what had just happened. The world around me became lighter, the fir and pines gradually came back into view, and by the third step, I was back on Saddle Blanket Mountain. I continued to move backwards in terror, and as I did, I observed that where I had just come from was a shimmering oval patch of air about the size of a large door. The woods behind it looked like it was underwater. By the fifth step, the shimmering area seemed to just evaporate and everything was back to normal. Then my lungs had nearly burst from the volume of air that I had inhaled. My body felt like it was on fire from the adrenaline surge. I spun around and ran back down the trail as fast as my legs could carry me and didn't stop until I reached my truck. I was nearly two days getting into that place and about three hours getting back. On my way home, I was absolutely horrified at the thought of what would happen if I were to drive my truck into something like that. It had been a trap, pure and simple. Whatever it was that tried to kill me somehow kept the portal hidden from me on the way in and I didn't actually see it until I was back out again. I had terrible nightmares for years and still haven't come to grips with what happened. Severely shaken, I've read everything I could get my hands on about people who have mysteriously disappeared throughout history and discovered several instances where people have vanished in plain sight of others. Quantum physicists have a theory about parallel universes. They just might be right. The blood moon is setting. Thank you, Meandra, for sharing your story and for your support of the show. Sources for the stories include Bustle.com and Reddit. You can also follow Blood Moon Podcast on Instagram. Thank you for listening.